the temperatures are heading back down finally after a little stint up above the 80s here. Well, the days are longer. It's episode 152 of We Were Gamers, and I just spent three hours in my yard. Whoa. Yeah, man. It's that time of year, right? Days getting longer, getting a little warmer out. Yeah. Got to do your housework now. You got the time, and the weather's good. There's no excuse. That's true. We did some uh, spring cleaning in our garage uh, this past weekend, so I know (laughs) that it is warmer. (laughs) You... That feels good at the end of that, though, right? Yeah, it'll feel better when we get all the cabinets and stuff installed. But yes, it it does feel good. Oh, okay. So there's like a project at the end of this cleaning. That's always a better incentive, right? Yeah, doing some closets and cabinets stuff uh, throughout the house. So Sweet, man. In, in theory, we still haven't gotten a start date. <laughs> ah, ah. Uh, I quite enjoyed at our previous house having nice closets it changes your life i'm very excited (laughs) well that was your adulting minute (laughs) pretty much Uh, my weekend was not that exciting compared with other people i think i'm gonna amp it up then let's go do you like bars yes do you like arcades yes hear me out what if there was a place where you could go and they had booze and Time Crisis 2. I don't know. I'm skeptical. Very what if t- they had booze? A barcade? A barcade? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a great uh, like contraction you just invented there. I'm sure we're mm-hmm. the first to come up with this. Yes. Bar, arcade, barcade, yeah. Okay, what about pinball? Maybe some Adam's Family? Hey, pinball is good. Pinball is hard, man. Pinball. You know what? Shout out to Jason from Ready, Set, Geek. Uh, that guy's really good at pinball. Oh, just we're talking, we're talking real pinball, not digital pinball. No, like straight up. There's a ball coming at yeah. you. Nice. He was playing this crazy pinball machine, where I can't remember what the the theme was, but like all of a sudden the lights would start flickering and it would throw extra balls at him. Yep. Oh, multi ball. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's crazy, but you couldn't see. It wasn't like just normal multi ball where like, oh, I've got two. There was like three out there, and then the whole board would go dark and you'd have to try and hit him without any lights and he got like the highest or the second highest score on that machine or something like that and then i went and tried to play lord of the rings pinball and i balled out like three in a row maybe hit a million (laughs) (laughs) it's not easy it was harder than i remembered i don't know if i'm really good at time crisis 2 though i don't know if i've ever played lord of the rings pinball but time crisis 2 i have played that game yeah also not that forgiving. Um, I have formed an opinion, actually. A strong one about that game. Time Crisis 2 is the best Time Crisis game. We played Time Crisis 3 also. It was there. Time Crisis 2 is unforgiving in terms of, like, sometimes there are just, you pop up and get shot because you weren't paying attention or you, you didn't time the timing right. Right. Um, but at least there are hmm, tells, right? There's like, you know what you're doing. The game is fair in that it, it warns you what each character does in a way. Um, and it uses the entirety of the 4x3 CRT. 
Sure. And, like, that red guy is always going to bring the rocket launcher over his shoulder very slowly and shoot it at you. Mm-hmm. Or the dudes that are um, in army uniforms always have machine guns or rocket launchers. The dudes that are in blue hardly ever hit you, so you can shoot them last. Um, there are people that there are shots that are going to hit you if you don't duck, and those are colored red, and you have time to react to them sometimes. Stuff like that. You have definitely played this three. a lot more than me. Uh, I just I beat the whole thing. This literally this weekend. <laughs> okay. Uh, I remember enough of that. I played a lot of that game. I'm just gonna be very clear up front because I did it without having played it in maybe a decade. I just did it on three continues. Okay, that's uh, impressive. Time Crisis 3 on 3 continues. We were barely past the first level. So I was like, nah, nah, nah. What's wrong with this? Well, first of all, there's a 4x3 CRT again. But then they did the game in widescreen. Uh, so, okay. I I wonder, is that actually a an original Time Crisis 3 machine? Or did they convert a Time Crisis 2 to play Time Crisis 3 and thus the aspect ratio is off? I don't know. I, I can't answer that question. I don't remember the Time Crisis 3 machine that well. Because, um, like, old hardware is hard to find, maybe. especially for arcade machines these days. I have more complaints than that. Okay. <laughs> the weapon select system is interesting, because they added, like, a weapon select system. You know, remember in Time Crisis 1 and 2, you just had the pistol. Right. Um, but in Time Crisis 3, you could shoot to change to, like, a machine gun, a shotgun... A grenade launcher. Uh, and there was one other. But you kind of had to know the level so you knew when to switch to what. Because if you pop up with a shotgun at long range, it's not going to do anything. If you waste your two grenades in your grenade launcher before the boss fight, you're probably in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Etc. Etc. And the enemies don't have any differentiation, hardly. They're all in some sort of weird camo color, and you can't tell what anybody is or what they do. So, like, the dudes that throw knives at you, which always hit you, look the same as the dudes that don't hit you at all with anything. Sounds like they thought Time Crisis 2 was too easy and felt like they needed to take more money from you. Yeah, (laughs) basically. I have a strong opinion, and that is that Time Crisis 2 is much more fun to play. It sounds more fun. (laughs) It was cool. Uh, NFL Blitz is a weird game. I don't know. True. NFL Blitz also a quarter muncher. Uh, yeah, you had to pay at the end of each quarter. Yeah, you do. What is that? Yep. Lame. Yeah, and uh, all of the we- so arcade Blitz right is is not like Blitz ninety nine or two thousand or whatever. Just original NFL Blitz. No, I mean it was very similar as far as I could tell. Okay, but it wasn't like, it didn't have a number at the end of it. It was just NFL Blitz. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. There's like weird variations in those games that they added over the years. But like the first one is the silliest because you can just like dogpile people after the play. Yeah, we were definitely doing that. That was the best part. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Football is whatever. Yeah. The quarter eating machine that I didn't remember the most was Metal Slug. I was like, wow, really? This is just killing me. There's no... I'm getting killed from off screen. It might have had to do with the fact that we were like four or five whiskeys deep by the time I hit the metal slug machine. Mm. So your reactions were a hair slow? Well, but minutes before that was finishing Time Crisis 2. So I don't know. (laughs) Maybe there was a little bit of a 
I'm better when I'm drunk moment. Anyway, barcades are cool. Yeah. I uh, have been to some uh, around here in San Diego, and they're generally good, except that they tend to get pretty darn crowded uh, later in the evening, which then makes it pretty hard to actually play the things you want to play. What about you, Michael? No. Speaking of barcades, um, I unfortunately did not have the time to duck into the one that I saw, but there is a giant one down on uh, Fremont Street in Las Vegas. Ooh. In Old Town, huh? Yeah. Neonopolis, I think is what it was called. Something like that. How massive was that? Uh, It was like the entire, it looked like the entire second floor of a giant building. Huh. Rad. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish I'd had had the time to uh, go see what they had to offer. No kidding. Yeah. But But we spent the weekend in Vegas. Um, The wind ensemble that I play with, um, we'll shout out the GW Pops. Uh, goes on tour every three years, and this year happened to be a tour year. So we uh, drew a couple of locations, and the group voted, and Las Vegas came out on top. Been about four days up there, three and a half days. Uh, played a couple of concerts, went to several museums, uh, actually all of which were were very cool. Um, if you like museums, even if you don't like museums, um, in particular, I re- would recommend the um let's see if i can remember the actual name uh it's like the museum of organized crime and law enforcement but everyone (laughs) just calls it the mob museum that sounds amazing (laughs) because it's so it's it's basically just dedicated to the history of the mob in america and so you you go in and you actually it's interesting i've never been in a museum like this it's self-guided but you start on the top of the building and work your way down and it's in an old converted courthouse. So the second floor is the, uh, uh, like the courtroom. So they have it, they have it set up and they, they show you a movie about mob trials. And then you keep going with the tour. Uh, but the coolest part, um, at least to me and what you guys might be most interested in, um, the museum contains a speakeasy in the basement. Brad. Very cool. Uh, and the speakeasy is actually open. So if you if you buy a tour, you get a wristband, and your wristband is good all day. So you can come back because while the museum closes at 9, the speakeasy is open till midnight. And you walk around to the back of the building and down a staircase and knock on the door and give the password, and they let you in. Oh, that's fun. Uh, they make they sell their own brand of, of uh, moonshine. Very on brand there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can unequivocally say that I've never been to a museum in Vegas. Yeah, I, I had never been to a museum in Vegas either, but the, the average age of our group is 60 plus. So it, it, the trip skewed a little differently than woo Vegas. I mean, if someone told me there was a mob museum, I probably would have changed my mind. Museums yeah. are like underrated in terms of fun things to do anyway, in my opinion. I will go to a museum and have a good time at almost any museum. Yeah, but these were these were particularly cool. We also went to uh, the Neon Museum, where they basically just collect old signs from buildings in Vegas. I wonder. Oh. I wonder. Do you think they repair them when they break? Because fixing neon at this point is like an art and expensive. Yeah, it's got to be expensive. Yeah, so they do they do some repairs, 
Um, I know that they have some help from Yesco, who has made in the past a lot of the the Vegas signs. They they made the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made a lot of the signs that that were up in in Vegas, and so they, um, I think they contribute to help with uh, some of the parts needed for restorations. Okay, but did you win any money though? <laughs> didn't win any money, yeah. but I didn't lose any money. So. You didn't put down a bet on Tiger while you were there. <laughs> I should have. All right, hold I on. Should've. I got. It. All right, we're gonna talk about Tiger Woods now. <laughs> okay. All right. It's golf. Who cares? Oh. That's I I tweeted about this and I was getting a sandwich this weekend and there were these like six people sitting at the bar in this sandwich place who had clearly been there four hours watching golf <laughs> like it was the Super Bowl. I think that they were watching specifically this golf like now, it was the Super Bowl. Yes, I understand. However, it is still golf. What is there to do for six hours watching <laughs> golf? Like, I get it. It takes a long time to play around at golf, but man. I don't know. The memes that came out of that with uh, people spotting Michael Phelps in different pictures was pretty good. Oh, is he in the crowd? Yeah, all over the place. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh I didn't see any of this. That's good. <laughs> There's one where Tiger leans over to, to watch a shot go in the hole, and Michael Phelps literally leans over his shoulder to kind of watch. <laughs> pretty amazing because when you're nine thousand feet tall you can just lean over anybody's shoulder yeah i mean who's gonna say no like would they even know if you're there he's like seven foot something right mm. six eight or something also when you're michael phelps yeah he's yeah. gonna say well that was news i don't know if you were excited about it but some people were let's talk about some news that people might have been excited about I mean, it seems like a lot of people were very excited about the Tiger news, to be clear. I just personally was not, did not get Look, it. man, you came out strong, so I'm using it to transition. Yeah. <laughs> to stuff we should talk about on this pod. And there was a lot of it this week, it felt like to me. Oh, goodness. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff happened. Leaks, yeah. But a lot of it is like Disney related because there was the Star Wars celebration this week. Yep. Uh, yeah. We got a first look at the Mandalorian stuff. From the Disney Plus service, let's start there. Disney Plus, six ninety nine a month. Hey, does that Star price Wars? sound familiar to you guys? It sounds mm. real familiar to me. Like the mm. price that Netflix was, say, five years ago when mm. it debuted. Yeah, mm. I wonder if how long it'll take the ABC stuff to migrate over from Hulu. Now that Disney is in kind of like sole ownership of Hulu, also. Do you think they'll start consolidating things? Well, I have two services. I mean, the AT&T just pulled out of Hulu. So I think that just leaves Disney and Disney. Uh, Spotify just did a, a um, partnership with Hulu where if you are subscribed to Spotify Premium, you get ad-supported subscriptions to Hulu for free. Hmm. Huh. Spotify Premium is $9.99 a month, so you get your... So you still get ads on Hulu, which is not the ideal way to watch it, but I mean, it's better than not being able to watch it at all. Sure. And um, they are the only service that's, well, Netflix is not ad supported, but like they are the only service that has ads that you can't really access. Correct. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I guess that's a way to watch. Uh, do they still do a lot of live TV the day after stuff on Hulu? I honestly, I activated my trial for it because why not? I already pay for Spotify. Um, but I don't know if. 
I haven't used it much, so I don't know if they still do a lot of that. Uh, I don't have an account for it. Uh, I never made one after they decided to switch over to the locked off content completely. Right. That was when I also didn't have a Hulu account anymore. I was informed, though, that many of those shows and things that were on there have since migrated to their own services. Yeah, it's not mm. the same as, as it used to be. So, hmm. well, I would not investigate, I guess, since I have it for free already. But, I mean, so there's still some stuff going on with Hulu, but yeah, I mean, it seems like that one is maybe on less than stable ground. Well, Disney Plus seems to have gotten a good, warm reception, especially considering their premiere attraction from the beginning looks to be Star Wars. Lots of Star Wars. All the Star Wars, maybe. Did they maybe actually say the all the Star Wars? Because like, oh, well, They own Fox now, so yeah. Well, but that's... Well, okay, yeah, they own it, but like, is it going to be there at launch? Star Wars fans are rabid enough to want to see all the prequels, all the originals, and then all of the sequel trilogy. Oh, I guess the sequel trilogy won't be out at that point, but they'll want it no, very you can quick, get, right? You, you'll get two of them. I'd be surprised if they didn't put out the movies at launch. It's a good, because because you can market that really well, right? The service debuts in November, so you give people a month and say, hey, come watch all the old movies before the new one comes out in December. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I want it to be. I want to be able to watch, you know, from... Phantom Menace all the way to what's the the Last Jedi, you know? All the movies in between. But I I have no faith that that stuff comes immediately. It's more like, oh, here's like the prequel trilogy, and then we'll roll out the original trilogy later, and that kind of... Like, are they going to do the thing that Netflix does, where they're like constantly sunsetting movies and adding new ones again? Like, I can't imagine they have a reason to do that. There's no licensing agreements within Disney for Disney stuff. Right. So then, like, you know, then... So, okay. Yes, that's great, right? So that means the stuff you want is always on there. Should be. So then does that just lead you to go, like, well, I'm actually not going to subscribe to this for a year because I only want to watch it, like, these months when, say, like, my children are on vacation for summer. (laughs) So I can watch yeah, Disney movies, yeah, right? I'm sure people would do limited subscriptions like that. Because it, it just goes like, oh, well, I don't need to keep the subscription going all the time. If I know the movies that I want are always there, I can just be like, okay, come back when it's ready. you know? Or, oh, The Mandalorian is on. Okay, I'll subscribe while this season is on and then unsubscribe next month after I've seen them all or whatever, you know. Yeah. I'm guessing... Okay, so here's, I'm guessing that people will be popping in and out of this. There seems to be some sort of rumored Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, Hulu package coming. I can't imagine that doesn't mean that Hulu gets absorbed eventually. Right? Yeah. I wonder. Because what is, I don't understand the difference there, especially because they say here in this article that will include 7,500 episodes of current and off-air TV shows, 25 original series, and 10 original movies and specials just at launch, with 100 recent theatrical films at release, as well as 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Okay, but like, if Disney took every Disney cartoon show that they've ever shown and put it on there, that gets you 7,500 episodes, no problem. Or not even sure. everyone, like, even a, a selection of them, right? Yeah. Okay. 
But you'd have to, you don't want people to be like, well, I have to have Hulu for new stuff, but Disney for old stuff. At least the ESPN thing makes sense. Okay, sports is over there and it's a separate subscription. That's fine. I think actually the 7,500 episodes mostly comes from National Geographic, which they're putting on here as well. Um, oh, interesting. So like Nat Geo TV stuff? Yeah, basically like a whole bunch of old Nat Geo stuff is going to be on this service as well. Yep. Plus, the, isn't that new Jeff Goldblum show also Nat Geo? Uh, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't see a reason to sunset stuff. I think that it sound, sounded like they were trying to get as much Star Wars out there as they possibly could immediately. Um, I hope that's what they do. It certainly would be beneficial to me. Hold up. Diego Luna's in The Mandalorian? Is that true? Reading this thing on Variety.com. Over the past several months, Disney announced a slew of programming, including The Mandalorian, a prequel to Rogue One starring Diego Luna. Where the heck did they get that Diego Luna was in that? Hmm. That's making any sense. Send oh, a correction to Variety. No, hold on. Bad punctuation. They used a comma here when they probably meant to use a semicolon. Right? Did they comma splice? Maybe. Yeah, because then I'm finding another article that says he's going to do his role as Cassian for a show. So, that sounds separate. Well, maybe well, he's in, like a in-one-episode kind of thing. Well, he's... Spoilers for Rogue One. <laughs> There's no way he's around after Return of the Jedi. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I had forgotten we said that. Yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah, that's uh yeah. Hard no on that one. <laughs> so it sounds like he's getting his own show, which is great. Well deserved. Rogue One maybe my Star Wars my Star Wars film of the last decade. Yeah, I like Rogue One quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Certainly we still need to do that Jedi. ranking, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. We do. we do we need to do it. Alright, well, let's get off this and talk about Star Wars movies. Yeah. Uh, hey, they announced that uh, at the same celebration where they talked about this Mandalorian uh, show, there was a trailer for Star Wars 9, which is titled The Rise of Skywalker. What? I'm going to sit back and drink this tea here <laughs> and try not to comment. Wait and see if anyone has any opinions that are much calmer than mine. <laughs> what are they doing? I've never been a fan of this series of things, and I want to be clear up front, it's not the actors. The no, actors are good. And the, the the performances have generally been good. But yep, I feel like the scripts they've been given to work with are just like... Dog th pile. Thrown together at the last minute, and then... Cut ideas. apart and thrown back together again, and just oh literally gosh. every idea they threw into a jumbled heap, acted them all out, and hoped that someone could make a movie out of it in the edit room. <laughs> and to be fair, a lot of movie making happenings in the editing room, right? Like there's a uh, there's some of the behind the scenes features on Rogue One, which you just admitted was a movie you really liked, right? 
is that movie changed completely once it went into editing, essentially. Same thing with Han Solo's movie when Rod Howard came in. He yeah, reshot a bunch and then shot lots of it. Yeah. yeah, they reshot it, but he salvaged what they had in the edit room before they reshot, so he knew what he was going to go shoot, right? Yeah, and, re- and you know, reshoots happen relative with relative frequency these days. Uh, it did, didn't used to be as much as it is now, but it's a fact of life, I think, that studios plan for to some degree. I don't know about the degree that it happened in Rogue One, but some degree, right? Mm. So, you know, there's editing. that in movie can, can change the vision once you see on the film what you get and, you know, the idea. But I don't know what they're doing with this. And to be fair, that trailer for Rise of Skywalker looks very good. I It was cool. You hear the Emperor's voice and a bunch of stuff. Very exciting. Um, jumps over a TIE fighter. Jumps over a TIE fighter on the, the ground, which seems weird, but okay. Uh, I just... You know... I, it stems from the title, right? Where you yes. just don't know where to start because you're like, what? <laughs> well, it's, this is the last movie that... in a trilogy talking about the rise of something. Well, so it's one of those things that to me, it's it's it seems like it's either one of two things, right? Like, they were either... They either... Th- didn't think it through enough and it's way too obvious or they think that they're being way cleverer than it came off. Okay. We just have to throw the theories out there, right? Because otherwise we yeah. can't yeah. talk about the rest of this. Yes. I mean, very clearly I you don't spoilers two, for a trailer, spoilers for a trailer and two previous films that we've already talked about on this show. Yeah. And are you over a year old. You don't, make a two movie mystery and then blow it with the title right yeah so if in, the in theory if the mystery here the if the title of this movie is Ray's parents are Skywalkers what are they doing and so you have to assume that it's not that right that they have that they have earned the right to name it that and then you, that that's not it so if that's not it then you guaranteed that this means that uh, 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 Kylo Ren has decided that he's going to take up the mantle of the name Skywalker and terrorize the galaxy, which means we're going to watch a whole movie where we know Kylo Ren doesn't die at the end, and that they have to do another trilogy. Yeah. I, Am I off base in that assumption? It, or the other assumption is that he, you know, flips to the good side at the end. Oh boy, please no. I <laughs> I also hope no, based on his character, but you know, it, those are the only options really you have because that name is so strongly associated with Luke and his legacy, right? So, you know, they're also bringing back the Emperor apparently. Yeah. Uh, based and- on the voices. We know, unfortunately, that Carrie Fisher's character can't make it through the movie. Yeah, you know, uh, or you know, so she's she going to have to do rising. She's going to have to do digital CG stuff the same way they did with um, Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, which was oh, yeah. well, maybe, and with her in Rogue One. Yes, yeah. Um, so i I want the movies to be good. Here's my and I'm worried. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're worried because so far they've fallen on their face twice. It has not looked good. I had a realization yesterday when thinking, I've been thinking about this movie for a while, knowing that we were going to talk about it on the podcast. 
And I want to do a thought exercise with you. I can't say this 100% because I haven't watched that film in a long time. Um, but do you think if Ray had shown up on the island at the end of the first movie and Luke was just a tombstone that we could probably just skip straight to the third movie? Maybe? Huh. It's it's tough because so much of the action of the climax in that second movie happens because of Luke's interference or not interference, right? Uh-huh. So, so then, yeah, maybe? I don't know. But they, none of the main characters died except Luke. Spoilers. I mean, the whole fleet kind of got blown up. But you can assume the whole fleet's kind of in trouble to begin with, right? I think the problem that you you have the only the only person that stands out to me as who wouldn't be able to make the jump right from one to wherever they're going to be in the next one is Kylo because he's still no oh, because he has a bunch of because he, interactions right, he with goes, Ray he goes through yeah he has a bunch of interactions with Ray um, the whole thing with him uh, turning on his mentor. I think, he goes, I think he goes through the, the biggest change as a character in the... I guess other than the, the plot point that his master is dead, though, to me, when he kills his own father, you kind of know it's over. There ain't no turning around. Well, certainly not for the dead guy, but I think that... <laughs> uh, but that's not true, though, because Vader redeemed himself after clearly crossing that line quite a few times, right? In the end, right, Vader redeemed himself. So, Michael's theory that Kylo goes through this movie and then turns good, huh? I don't know if I'm there. I don't know if I'm quite there. If the first movie was A New Hope, and the second movie was something else... No, no, it was... Come on, they just put the Hoth scene at the end. They tried to make Empire Strikes Back. What if this movie is Return of the Jedi... And Kylo turns good at the end, just like Vader did, and then dies, because that's what they should do. That was me <laughs> hitting my head on my microphone. I mean, <laughs> that first movie was very explicitly A New Hope. And the second movie, they didn't quite, they made it a little more oblique. Which uh, they shouldn't have done, because apparently. they just turned the movie on its head and made it not as good. So, you know, I don't know, what if then they uh, they do Return of the Jedi here? I liked Return of the Jedi. It's a good movie. Hey, remember the Emperor? <laughs> I I remember him getting thrown into a reactor. On and a then blown up. And then blew up. Maybe he just has robot legs and he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get cut in half too? Maybe no. by the reactor. Well, the, there was an explosion. Mm, robot body. They've done that before. Who can I'm say? Not I don't. I was not left excited. I have to say, it's just that title. Yeah. E- even disregarding everything else about the title, if you're making a trilogy, right? The end is supposed to be like the wrap up or whatever. Wouldn't you want to use a word with like finality or something? Not a word that's like advertising there is more to come afterwards. 
there's more to come afterwards because they want to make more movies. Look, obviously there is, but like you don't want to. That's letting people in on the game. You're supposed to make it yeah. like a. You don't. T- don't you don't tip don't your know. hand immediately. Also, they broke the sentence, right? You had the Force really Awakens, the Last Jedi, that. into nothing. I don't think there was a sentence there. It's totally a sentence. I mean, there. That's. All right. Well, we. <laughs> I can't. We. Can't, <laughs> I think we have I'm broken the, one, the podcast here. Yeah, the pod is on a down note. Well, let's uh, let's transition then to. More Star Wars? Uh, different Star Wars, also from Star Wars Celebration. Uh, how do you guys feel about Star Wars video games? <laughs> I, I like those tentatively. <laughs> I, I I have liked those in the past. <laughs> let's, spent- let's put it let's put it this way: How would you rank your feelings on this better or worse from the new Jedi Fallen Order trailer than the Rise of Skywalker trailer? Oh, I'm much more interested in the Jedi Fallen Order trailer, for sure. Okay, yes. Okay, so we're already starting off in a better place. Before we get down the rabbit hole <laughs> of this, good. This looks like a good game. Finally, some Star Wars. <laughs> I Yeah. It, shouldn't it not have been this hard to make a good-looking Star Wars game? Shouldn't it have been you not think? this hard to not cancel five of them? <laughs> I mean, whatever with the canceling, that, that happens, but... Or a loot box disaster. That part, where they're just like, up front, they're like, look, we're not going to put microtransactions or loot boxes in this game. They had to come out and say that at the announcement of the game. I wanna wow. Point out, yeah. I want to point out how far into the upside down we are, where not only did they have to announce, hey, this is a single player game, and because it's single player, it won't have my multiplayer or all sorts of different microtransaction schemes that people have come up with. Yeah, okay, fine, that's good. It's good to put that stuff in there. But we're in the Upside Down because then everybody lost their minds in applause. <laughs> well, we're, after we're the disaster of Battlefront 2, right? Like, it, Forget Battlefront 2. Well, we're we're so just... far into the, this is the way you make games, because every single game that comes out on mobile or whatever, except for a Nintendo Switch, has to be funded because they can't charge more than $60. By by just just all these types of schemes of of systems, like even the the Lord of the Rings games, which had no business having microtransactions in them, ended up with microtransactions, and everyone loses their mind because EA says, "Oh, we're just putting out a single player game, and there's nothing left in it," and and that's applause worthy. What are we doing? <laughs> I mean. People don't want that stuff, and someone says they're not including it. People can't be happy. Shouldn't we just assume that if you're making a single player game, we can just buy it and play it? Clearly not, right? (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know if that's a safe assumption anymore. They pointedly didn't say they wouldn't sell DLC, though, so maybe there will still be like downloadable missions or expansions or something. Of course there will be DLC. That's fine. DLC makes sense to me. Hey, we made this extra thing. Enjoy it by paying money for it or don't. Right? We made a sub game. You don't need it. You played the game already. You want to play more of the game? Pay us more money. Fine. At least they did it, you know? They did do it. But if I want to change my lightsaber color, I'm not paying $2.99 for it. Come on, that's very. I was going to say one. that's very important. The purple ones more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
Okay. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox now. Let's talk yeah. about the game. Can we talk about okay. the game trailer? It yeah. looks good. I it's like. Good. I really like the time period that they decided to set this one in. Yeah, I'm into this. And which I guess the amount be- of time they spent on cinematics, maybe you know. Mm-hmm. To be clear, this is set right. in the uh, the time period of like after the prequel trilogy, but before New Hope, kind of. Yes. So right. a little bit before, maybe Rogue One. I think. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, because I guess there's a decent period of time there from the end of. Gosh, what was? The, the last one. Oh my gosh, how can I not remember? It was Attack of the Clone, Revenge of the Sith, and then New Hope, right? There's like a period of years where Vader grows up in there. So uh, Rogue One is like pretty darn yeah. immediate from Rogue One Wait. into New Hope. Yeah. I don't know that he's doing much growing in between those movies. Ah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Aging. <laughs> You know, they imply kind of uh, with Rogue One and like this new series of giving you a little bit of history on him that between those movies, he just sort of went into like solitude on a planet and sulked for a while. <laughs> I'm sure there will be one of the TV shows or one of the comics or movies or something will go into what he was doing during that time because Darth Vader is a very popular character. Yeah, you can be absolutely certain of that, that there will be at some point a movie about in between those two movies. Yeah, what, the comics, what did he do to help bring down the galaxy? Uh, I think the comics have already, because there's a Darth Vader comic, and I'm pretty sure that it has already explored that time period. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Uh, but as we know, comics, uh, <laughs> Marvel, and things tying together when you think they should. Their continuity can be yeah. whisked away with a sentence in a blog post, so mm-hmm. don't rely on them. Star Wars used to be, you know, very very into the idea of things being canon and so if it happened somewhere then it happened somewhere else right but that was because there were three movies and then the rest of it was outside of that and even when there were six movies you could still get away with a lot of that because there's so much time that those movies didn't cover yeah and then in comes the canon police and they just go no all this stuff is exiled and you never hear from it again Okay, so it looks in this game like you have force powers. Am I crazy? Uh, yeah, you have a lightsaber, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe they're kind of, like, implying that you're, like, a secret Jedi or something undercover doing God knows what. Did you yeah, not, you were, not uh, want to be a, a Jedi there, Andrew? The main character was a Padawan who survived not, Order 66. I'm not opposed to being a Jedi again. It's hard. Sometimes... Games with lightsabers can be bad, just from a controls perspective. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the Force Unleashed games did it pretty well, overall. I was going to point to those games and say those ones are pretty good. So so if the control scheme is roughly similar, and they spent a good amount of time making the story a good story, which, well, this is from based the, on that cinematic, it seems like it. This is from the studio that made the Titanfall games, uh, and those games are pretty good. So Yes. Nice. Uh, First-person shooter, one. though, so I guess I'm not maybe the same thing. Although, I guess we don't know if it's a first-person game. They didn't really say. Yeah. My guess would be not a cover shooter-style third-person, considering respawns. Yeah, they don't 
track I mean, record. There's cover in those games, but you don't really use it. You're too busy running around off the walls and stuff. <laughs> so true. Which is very I mean, Jedi like, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in for this. Yeah, I hope I oh, want yeah. it to be good. Uh, we'll see. You know, it's uh, did they, they didn't announce a date or anything? Just like, hey, this game is exists. Uh, no, they did November fifteenth. Oh, yeah. oh, they did. Okay, mm-hmm. this year. That's real soon. So it's very soon. Likely accurate since it's EA and Respawn. They don't. They don't miss dates, as far as I recall. Well, if it gets delayed, they're not going to delay it much later than March because that's the end of fiscal. So. It'll be good, yeah. I think. I hope. Yeah. And we're past the point where they can cancel it, unlike the pre- previous couple. <laughs> it's coming out now. Don't, don't put that on the universe, Andy. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, maybe, we bookended that nicely. Maybe this explains had, why the Apex updates have been so slow. Everyone's been all hands on deck on Star Wars. Uh, do you think? I would guess that Respawn has just sort of split at this point because the Apex is doing well enough that they probably need. Oh, I mean, they've the been a two game. They've been a two-game studio for quite a while, so, like, that's not... That's just my, like, wishful thinking that they would update Apex more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we bookended that, right? We were excited about Disney+, yeah. Plus and Star Wars on Disney+, Plus. and we had a little sandwich problem in the middle, and now we're excited the, about this game. The Mandalorian could be good, though. I don't know. No, I think Mandalorian will be good, and, no. the, Man- and the Diego Luna thing will be good. No, that wasn't the low part. The low part was oh. not... Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk, you know, big screen in the middle there and whoop, slipped on the banana. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of slipping on the banana, what is PlayStation doing? Uh hey, you know, uh they have finally let you change your name on the PlayStation network. Yeah, you know, that was oh, a thing a that you could never do. Time. Uh you get one for free. Uh you can go ahead and do that now, uh if you want. Uh, but maybe be careful because there is a huge, well, huge, I don't know. There's a long list of games that have issues ranging from critical to potential problems. Wait, what? They have a blog post. It's very detailed. It's, it lists like a ton, ton of games. And Where it'll just break the game? Some of them. So the ones with critical issues, they have like they have specific wording that's like, hey, you might lose your save progress, or you might lose in-game currency, or your save games won't work. And then there are other ones where it's like, hey, you're going to have some issues here, maybe it's going to be, dis- your name's going to be displayed wrong, or the leaderboards won't work, or these kinds of things. Uh, and it's a lot of games, though, on that second list. Wow. The first one is quite a bit smaller, but like, hey, did you enjoy your progress in everybody's golf well too bad <laughs> if you change your name it won't work anymore oh my Seems god like not a minor issue games with no known issues games with issues identified games with critical issues right There's so a the whole separate section there the, the oh, criti- not that long the critical issues is not that big the issues yeah. identified one is quite a bit longer it looks um, like the but, mlb games are the only thing on the other list but the whoa yeah it's a long list even first party stuff like Killzone. yeah so, you know, it's a, um, you know, I, I don't think anywhere it says that these games straight up won't work, but it does say that like, hey, you need to be cognizant of these issues after you change that you might lose progress. So given that I'm never on my PlayStation, what you're saying is I should not bother changing my screen name. On Certainly my seems like it's not worth it. <laughs> you're yeah, not using it. Got it. Thank you for the warning. Unless Appreciate you really that. hate your yes, name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I want to throw a quick shout out here before we sign off for the night. Uh, I have been to Paris and I have been to Notre Dame Cathedral and I have to say that I am very sad and I want people there to know that we are very sad. Yeah, it's a really, really terrible thing. Um, I went there once. Uh, I was quite a bit younger, but I did see the cathedral as it was at that time. And man, what a horrible loss. It sounds like they'll be doing some sort of crowdfunding or something uh, to try and help with repair work. So, But does the Catholic Church need help with that? Uh, well, so it's not managed by the Catholic Church anymore. It's a UNESCO. Oh, okay, so World it Heritage was taken site. over by World yeah. Heritage. Yes. Got it. Okay. UNESCO has already said that they, they're standing by to, to help with the repairs. So. Okay, well, that sounds wonderful then. Keep an ear out for that if anybody feels like they have some couch cushion change they could throw that way. I think those types of things are important. I did see an announcement from a someone in Paris in charge of this stuff that said the rest of the structure is considered sound now, so they're not worried about it further falling apart. That's good. That's good. Because I know that was that was a worry at one point. They didn't think they were going to be able to save any of it. It sounds like it's just the big spire that fell and then obviously the roof that was on fire. Yeah. All right. If people have thoughts on Star Wars or Star Wars or Star Wars or other things Disney, we didn't even mention there's like a Pixar TV show coming out on that Disney Plus thing. There's a bunch of good stuff coming out of Disney Plus. If you want to let us know about it or tell us uh, how our Star Wars opinions are absolutely correct and you could never possibly deviate from them, uh, the email address is podcast at weweregamers.com. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Search for We Were Gamers on there. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, watch our videos and stuff. Andrew meticulously sorts them into playlists. So if you just want to watch Woo! the uh, component class stuff, it's on there, or the, the Star Trek subpods or whatever. The Star Trek subpod is up from last week. And, it's uh, a good one. It was a fun one. Darmok. Yeah. So find uh, find us on YouTube there, also at we Were Gamers on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and wherever fine social media is. And uh, like us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks, everybody. What if they made a Star Wars movie exclusively about porks for Disney Plus? I know some Andy. people that'd be down for that, honestly. I, I'm married to one of them. <laughs> mm hmm.